0: and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. God. In many and various ways God spoke to his people of old by the prophets, but now in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward heaven that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, a darkness to be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven and there was pitch darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They did not see one another, Nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. But all the people of Israel had light where they lived. It was a plague that really unraveled the world. If you think back to the creation of the world, the first thing God did was to speak, let there be light. And in the course of the plagues that God sent on Egypt, he undid the goodness of his creation in the land of Egypt. The waters turned to blood. There was pestilence. There was sickness. There were pests that destroyed their crops. There was dust. There were fleas. And then the ninth plague, there was darkness. It was like the world was unspinning, unraveling, coming undone, a darkness that could be felt. That's a really detailed description of that kind of darkness. Maybe you know that kind of darkness. A darkness that can be felt, where you grope around and you can feel the blackness in front of you. God was doing war, waging war against the gods of Egypt. The people of Egypt worshipped the Nile River, and God showed them that he was more powerful than the Nile. They worshipped the frogs, and God showed them that he could summon the frogs and send them away. And they worshipped the sun. They worshipped the sun in the sky, and God showed them that he could make the sun turn to blackness with a word. Of course, you know the tenth plague. They worshipped Pharaoh, in a way. They thought that he was a son of God, and the Lord threatened a final plague, that he would kill all the firstborn in the land, including the firstborn of Pharaoh. It was as though God was saying to Egypt, to Pharaoh, to everyone who was paying attention to his people, Israel, it's as though he was saying, I brought you into this world, and I can bring you out of it. I made this world, and I can unmake it. In the beginning I created it and it was good, but you have corrupted it with your sin, and so I can cleanse the world of your sin. It was the end of idolatry in Egypt. That's what God was bringing about. The end of idolatry, shutting off the lights, sending the people back into darkness so they could no longer deceive themselves into thinking that they walked in the light. It was a good lesson because darkness brings all kinds of terrors. It brings uncertainty, and fear, and danger, and despair. Groping around in the dark in your house when the power goes off brings all of those things to mind. Uncertainty about where you stand, which toys on the floor you're going to step on next, what kind of terrors there might be lurking in the shadows, and when you don't know when the power is coming back on, you can begin to feel hopeless. When will we have light again? Being lost in a cave is a great example of this. Lost in a cave, it could be that the exit to the cave is right around the corner, but you would never know it because the darkness is so thick. Without the light, you are utterly lost. And so when God took away the light from Egypt, he was showing them what he can do. But more importantly, he was showing them what he had done in bringing light into the world. God said, let there be light, and it was good. It was very good. Because of sin, the darkness came back into the world. Not physical darkness, but the darkness that covers all of our spirits. The darkness that creeps into the souls of mankind. You can see it in the world. You can see it in people's eyes. You can see it in the news. You can see it in the despair that people have of life. It's dark out there. But God wants to give us light. That is why the epistle that John writes is so glorious. If you come away from this season of Lent with one thing, let it be this, the thing that is uh, emblematized by the lengthening of the days, that there is growing light in our world. Jesus has come. He has come into the world. He has taken on human flesh to bring light to scatter the darkness, to make it so that we no longer need to be uncertain or fearful or in danger or in despair, but hopeful and full of joy. That's what light brings. It brings joy. When at long last the lights come on, there is nothing better. And this is the message that John is here to preach to us tonight. God is light. He has come to set us free. From all of those evil things that lurk in this world, it is a light that is growing, a light that has been growing since the day Christ was born, since the day he died on the cross, and it was darkened for three hours, but then burst out of the tomb. The light is growing, and the light shines on you. People who have walked in darkness, you have seen a great light. In John's gospel, he begins by telling us something of the creation of the world. He says, in the beginning was the Word in the beginning was the word and God sent his word his son into the world to be a light and it was like a wrestling match between the light and the darkness but here's the good news of the gospel of John although the darkness hated the light the darkness could not overcome it the light is stronger than the darkness the darkness tries to push back but the light wins the day that is the gospel for you the light wins at the end of the day On the day of judgment or at the end of your lives, however it may be, you will stand not in darkness, but light, the glorious light of your heavenly Father who loves you, the light that he's promised in his eternal kingdom where there's no need for sun or moon or stars anymore because he is there. He is there shining so that there is no darkness. There's nothing to be afraid of, nothing to be uncertain about, no danger, all hope and all joy. There is no darkness in God. That's something that our world likes to hedge on. Our world likes to imagine that maybe there's just a little bit of darkness in God. Or, maybe rather this way, maybe there's some room for some darkness. Maybe I can bring just a bit of the darkness in my soul with me and walk with God. Maybe I can walk with one foot in the darkness and one foot in the light and then it will be okay. But no, what does John say? There is no darkness in God. And so he says, do not walk in darkness. Instead, walk as children of the light. Walk in the light. It is so much better to walk in the light. You know the difference between stumbling around in the darkness, not knowing where you should go, and being able to see clearly the path that is in front of you. That's what's on offer through the gospel of Jesus. This simple message that he has died to take away all of your sins and he calls you to repent to turn away from them, and to believe in his promises, that is what is on offer, a life of light. Notice this about what John says, though. He says this important thing, and you've heard it before many, many times. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. When John talks about walking in the light, he's not saying that you must somehow manage to get rid of all of the sin in your life, that you must somehow muster up the energy To be sin-free before you can enjoy the light. Instead, he says, if you say you have no sin, then you've got another thing coming. If you say you have no sin, you're deceiving yourselves and you're making God a liar. You're calling him a liar. Because he says the very reason that he's had to bring his light into the world again is because of your sin. That's what the light is here to deal with. So walking in the light is not a matter of ridding yourself of sin. But instead, it is, as John said, it is confessing our sins. Confessing our sins and trusting that God, who is faithful and just, will forgive them. Confessing our sins, not only by acknowledging them before God, but turning away from them, treating them as sins, treating them as darkness that we want to leave behind. That is what it means to walk in the light. It means to live as though the light is better than the darkness, as though darkness is death as though darkness is what belongs in the grave. It is to live as though there is something better in store for us. Walk in the light, cleansed by the blood of Jesus. That's the promise for you. It's the promise that is received by faith. He does not ask anything of you but that you believe his word, that you believe in the one he sent, Jesus, who died for you. And here's what he gives you, fellowship with himself, And with one another. That is to say, a life together in the light. A solitary life in the light is not very good. Imagine being on a desert island in the Pacific. Sure, you have lots of light, lots of sunshine, but you're all alone. That's not the life of light that God wants to give you. It's a life in his light with him and with one another. This is the message. God is light and he wants to share it with you. Now along the way John's going to teach us what it looks like to live in that light. We have lots to learn. We have lots to learn because we come into this world people who are accustomed to the darkness and you know what it's like to wake up in the morning and turn on the lights and have to blink your eyes and wish that they were turned off again. That's what it's like for sinners to come into the light. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes repentance. It takes continually confessing and trusting in God. It takes The Holy Spirit teaching us to walk in the light. So listen to God's word. Listen to him and put your trust in his promises. And rejoice in this fact. That at the end of the day, the light will prevail. Over the darkness of this world, over the darkness of the sin in your hearts, over the darkness of death and the devil, the light will prevail. Praise God that he has brought you out of the domain of darkness and into his marvelous light. Praise God that he has offered such great things to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. amen.